Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. My name is Pete. And we are back after a brief hiatus. Oh, it's summer. It's summer and it's fun and we're busy. Mm-hmm. Doing lots and lots of things. Most definitely. Uh, so this recent hiatus was because I went to camp. Uh, yep. Yep. You're away for seven days. Yes. Ride Lake, to Ride Lake Camp. Yes. Ride Lake Camp. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I'm not sure if we have. So let's just have a brief synopsis. What is Ride Lake Camp all about, Diane? Uh, so Ride Lake has been around for 65 years. Wow. This year. Yep. A long time. Uh, and it started off as a CGIT camp, which stands for Canadian Girls in Training. And that was kind of like a youth group for girls through the United Church of Canada. What are they training for? Life? They are training to be the girl God wanted me to be. Wow. I believe that's their part no of their pressure. slogan or saying. Um, so just, yeah, training um, positive, confident young women. Uh, so... That's a good thing, especially 65 years ago. And I could see why that would be very yeah, important. For sure. And still is. Yeah. Um, so they would always go on these, I guess, camping trips or, you know, wilderness trips. And 65 years ago, a group of women decided that they should buy a piece of land so that CGIT camp could have mm -hmm. a place that they could go all the time. Nice. And they had to mortgage their houses and buy this land, uh, but they really believed in it. And 65 years later, we're still going. And mm -hmm. it's amazing and really awesome. Uh, so for four weeks in July, that's girls camp. So yeah. girls come to camp and they stay in cabins and do all sorts of camp things, which we'll get into. Yeah. Uh, and then for four weeks in August, they have what's called family camping. So basically families can come and rent uh, out a cabin or a space and the meals are all provided, but the rest oh. of the day is up to you. So there's kayaks and canoes, swimming at the lake, Neat. Um, hikes, a craft cabin, that kind of thing. Campfires at night. Uh, so yeah, so the month of August is for families to come. So for the other 10 months in the year, it just sort of sits there? Pretty much. There's no other function for it, eh? No, not really. But they do own the property. That's... But they own the property. That's cool. Yep. And the camp is doing really well. Like, the sessions fill up really quickly for girls camping. And I know family camping is also very popular. Mm -hmm. And it's got a good support group to come in and, you know, fix things and build things and um, keep it up to date. Um, and when we need, you know, big things done, uh, like building new decks or updating the water system mm -hmm. um, to meet, you know, provincial standards, uh, you know, people step up and donate money so that can happen. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So I have been going as a camper. I went as a camper starting yeah. in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the counselors there yeah. were not born in 2000. Nice. <laughs> Oh, baby, you're yeah. starting to join that wonderful <laughs> part of life where suddenly you're like, wait a second, all these kids, I don't know what these kids are doing. These, these kids, kids listen to their bad music and listen. these kids listen to their stupid these things. Weird vocabulary. Yeah. Um, so I started as a camper in 2000. I went as a camper for five years and then I was a lifeguard. Then I went to university and I was doing a co-op program, so I couldn't really get time off in the summer. Um... But now I come back whenever I can as a counselor. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. 
And this time, it was sort of special, or yeah, it was an interesting coincidence, or maybe it was set up, but you were a counselor, and my niece, or our niece, uh, was at the camp as well, the same week. Yeah. Um, Yes, our niece needed a place to go for a week, Mm -hmm. and her mom knew that I worked at this camp, asked if I was going back, and we kind of coordinated weeks, so I would be there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so she was in one of the younger, youngest cabins, and I was the leader for the oldest cabin of mm. 13 to 15-year-old girls, Yeah, which one mother said, oh, so you're the leader of eight teenage girls. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'm sure you did just fine. And quite frankly, they were a really awesome group of girls. Yeah. Um, they each kind of came with a friend, so there was like four pairs. Yeah. So they each had someone they could, you know, talk to and reconnect with right at the beginning. Yeah. But they really started to gel and just talk amongst themselves and had with all these inside jokes going with each other That's good. by the end of the week. So it was a really nice um, mix. I really liked it. And I don't know if this was me or just this is how they were, but oftentimes it can be difficult to get the girls to go to sleep. And we really try to get them to, to sleep because we wake them up at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So they really have to be in bed. They can't sleep in. Uh, so I had them like lights off reading by flashlight by 930. Well done. Oh, you're doing a little dance. Yeah, a little dance. <laughs> um, I just think they were really good at listening because I know I knew some girls really needed to sleep. Yeah. So I said, listen, we've got girls that really want to sleep. If you want to stay up and do your bracelets or read or whatever by flashlight, gotta be quiet. totally fine with that. But there are girls that really need to sleep. So yeah. do your own thing. And they would honestly just turn the lights off by themselves. Mm. I could go to sleep, which is great. <laughs> so I had energy for the next day. Yeah, you're one of the girls that really needs to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, <laughs> that's my normal bedtime. Um, yeah. And the other counselor, she was, we're paired up two counselors, two cabin. She was brand new. This was her first kind of experience. And she had the oldest campers who are really like one or two years younger than her. Um, and she did pretty well, I would say. She's obviously, you know, she likes to be a little bit more laid back. She'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you guys can totally talk. And then. The um, one of the program heads had to go over one night and go talk to our cabin because they were being too loud. Oh wow! <laughs> and we could hear them from our staff cabin. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so you know, there's a there's a balance you need to strike. I think I'm glad that the girls had someone like me and then someone like Samosa. That right. was the co cabin leader's name. Yeah, we were sushi and Samosa. I thought it was great. Yeah, code names. This is something to talk about as well. Is mm-hmm. all the counselors have code names, and it's some kind of thing where they're not. No one's supposed to know your real name. Where did yeah. that come from? Is there some history to that? I've like heard that it's kind of, you know, like a, maybe not a confidentiality, but they just don't know like who you are. So they can't find you later. I don't Little know, children? Weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And it's also, I don't know. I just think it's fun. I have nicknames at camp. I feel like it probably just happened because a couple people had a nickname and then it just sort of grew from there probably. Yeah. And then the counselors have nicknames. Yeah. Um, so yes. your, your nickname is Sushi, it's which sushi. You've, you've gone by for many, many years. Enough yep. that I even made you a shirt. Yes. A custom shirt that says Sushi on it. And it's, it's got a fish jumping out of the water. Very happy. Doing a thumbs up. Kind doing of. a thumbs up with his fin, <laughs> even though he's about to be, I guess, chopped up and eaten. But whatever. <laughs> um, it's a very popular shirt. People yes, are like, is. oh, that's the greatest shirt ever. And I say, someone yeah. made it for me. And then they even bigger, like, what? Yeah. And then I like explained it to someone. <laughs> and the one girl in my cabin was like, it sounds like you want me to make a new one. Like you're explaining this in so much detail. 
And I'm like, no, I just thought you would want to know. Cause I was like, and then you go to Staples and you can buy this paper. Oh, she that thought you that you print were telling. On. And she thought that I was like, I don't know. Telling giving her, her instructions giving to her make instructions, you a new one. I guess. But I just, oh. you know, I'm a scientist. I need thorough directions. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. So I had a really cool cabin. We were sushi and samosa. So we were food themed. Um, and activities. Yeah. Activities during the day. Uh, we start off with something called morning watch, which is really nice. The whole camp gathers by the waterfront and we say the salutation of the dawn. And then someone has some words to begin the day, just something inspirational or something nice to talk about. Cheddar um, cheese. Exactly. Everyone may go now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would not fly. Um, and then we sit down by the water and we have our morning watch booklets. And every day there's like a passage that you can read and you just enjoy the water. And it's really nice. Uh, then we have breakfast time to clean the cabin. And there was something called discovery time, which originally because it was a CGIT camp and it was kind of uh, United church based, this would be like the Bible study time, I guess. Yeah. But it's kind of morphed. Now we don't have CGIT and a lot of the girls that come are not affiliated with a religion. Hmm. Um, so now we have it more as a time to look at values or, yeah, values. The la- this year it was kindness. A few years ago it was spread- spreading your ring, spreading your wings, and kind of doing new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we use that time for. And then we have interest group time, so activities, so kayaks, canoeing. I led a hike. I led knitting. Mm-hmm. What else did I do? Yeah, hikes, knitting. That's mostly what they give me is hikes and knitting. You have a wide range of hobbies. I do. I could help with boating if they wanted me to. Yeah. But and you, swimming. And swimming. They have to have a lifeguard when they do a boating activity. So yeah. usually do, have one lifeguard and someone else. Do they, Has the uh, ultimate, whatever it is, frisbee, any kind of form picked up in the camp? Not really. They have like, they have field games where they'll play they like have, soccer, bocce ball archery. or something. They have archery too. Because yes. I remember going to one of those ride like... Uh, are they open like houses. fundraiser, yeah. open houser things? And yeah, they had all these, uh, yeah, activities posted that you could visit and try out. And yeah, I loved, it was like crossbow ar- archery though, right? It was a bow and arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they had crossbows for some It wasn't reason. a crossbow. I don't know where I came from, but, uh, <laughs> the archery. Yeah. I remember really enjoying that. And it's like, I got to get one of these. These are fun. Yes. So they do have archery. They still have it. Okay. Um, Recently, they bought a set of ukuleles, so they have oh, a ukulele wow. group. Um, we have these African drums, so we have a drumming group. That's good. Um, yeah, they do yoga and meditation. Sometimes a, a leader will come with a specific skill or activity that they'll want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like a wide range of things. And then twice a day, we have swim periods, where it's just everyone goes down to the waterfront, and either you go into the water or you just chill on the dock, mm-hmm. make bracelets. There's lots of bracelet making, friendship bracelet making. Um, lunch after lunch is a sing song where we sing songs and then there's a rest hour, mm-hmm. which is as a camper, probably the most annoying thing ever mm-hmm. because it's just an hour. We have to lie in your bed and be quiet mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Um, but for leaders, it's the best thing ever it's when you want a nap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thoroughly going to miss my one hour nap time every day. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's like kindergarten. Um, yes. So you get a nap just to, you know, rest and recharge. And then there's another activity in the afternoon, the second swim period, and then dinner. 
Then we have cabin time where we do an activity just as a cabin. So we can go boating, like canoeing or kayaking, or we can go tubing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have all these inflatable tubes and my cabin all put on life jackets and we took the tubes out beyond the swim area that's marked off. Mm-hmm. So normally the tubes have to stay in the designated swim area, but we put life jackets on and took them outside the swim area and we're standing on them and jumping off them and having a lot of fun. Nice. Quote unquote, breaking the rules of normal <laughs> swim period. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, so we did that. We did like an evening paddle in the canoes. There's just really nice things to do. Um, and there's usually an evening program. So the whole camp gets together and does an activity. Um, so we played bingo one night. We did, um, campfires. Um, we did something called minute to win it where they have to do all these weird tasks. Um, within a minute, within a minute, Mm -hmm. uh, one of which is a game of flip cup without drinking the beer, (laughs) Wow, (laughs) which we all think is funny. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and some leader usually demonstrates it and is like, okay, so you're going to have your cup and you're going to flip it and they can do it in one go because everyone's like, wow, why are you practiced? so good at this? <laughs> Meanwhile, the children think it's a good idea to like launch it into the <laughs> air. <laughs> <laughs> so the, flip, the cup's doing like two flips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's always fun. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this year it was raining a bit. So we actually, one of our campfires was rained out. That's, uh, that was going to be my next question. Was how was the weather for you this week? Because it was a bit temperamental here in Toronto. It was also temperamental at camp. Um, it started off uh, sunny and nice. I think we had rain Tuesday morning, but then Tuesday was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, it was a bit drizzly and wet. Um, so most activities you can do, you know, with a little bit of rain, like you can still go hiking, mm. just, you know, wear your raincoat and rain boots. Yeah. Um, as long as there's no lightning, you can still go in the boats mm. and practice paddling. Mm-hmm. Um, I was leading knitting, so that's an indoor activity. Yeah. Um, and swim periods, it depended if it was really raining during the swim period, we'd bring everyone into the dining hall if they didn't actually want to go swimming. Some kids still love going swimming in the rain, so they go swimming. Yeah. Um, but if it was, you know, just cloudy, we'd still sit on the dock Uh, but the campfires, we had two campfires canceled. So basically we just sat inside around a bucket with a flashlight in it. Are you serious? (laughs) Yep. Really? Yep. You had to simulate it? Yes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We simulate campfire. Sometimes they put a piece of orange tissue paper. (laughs) Why don't you just light a candle? You don't want a candle. They're like running around and stuff. So you don't want a candle in the middle of it. Um, okay. so that's what we do. That's funny. Um, we usually have a church service, church service that we do down at Chapel Rock. So it's this kind of area where the rocks are kind of arranged in rows almost. Yeah. Um, but we couldn't go down there. So that was inside. Um, we usually have like a, a dance party outside. We had to have that inside. Um, dance party. Nice. Yeah. We have a little dance party, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And then the last thing we do on the last night is we go out to the docks at nighttime with candles and we sing our closing song for the evening. Um, lots of singing at this camp. There's lots of singing. Lots and lots of singing. Yes. Lots of singing. Um, you were telling me, uh, at breakfast time when both of us had our, uh, elbows, elbows. on the table that we would get a penalty at Ride Lake Camp. And uh, what you have to do is if you have elbows at the table, you need to stand up on your chair and sing some kind of song, right? Yeah. 
Um, do you want to share what that song is? Like, what is it? The I Have Elbows on the Table song? No. So if you're caught with your elbows on the table, there is a specific song mm-hmm. where we say, um, like, Pete, Pete, if you're able, get your elbows off the table. This okay. is not a horse's stable, but a first class dining table. <laughs> first class. Okay. Yes. So you have sure. to stand up and say you're sorry. Uh-huh. And then you can either skip around the dining hall <laughs> or you stand on your chair and sing. And usually we make you sing like, I'm a little teapot or the ABCs or something easy. Uh... Yeah. It's just something easy. Um, so yes. And just to limit the amount of craziness because it can get overwhelming, yeah. uh, two people maximum per meal can get caught with their elbows on the table. And you said one time it was the same it person. Was the same person. <laughs> oh. Man, that's <laughs> And a lot of the times it's one of the new little campers yeah. who just aren't used to it. No. Um, and then we help them and we give them a big cheer when they're done. Uh, occasionally it's a counselor that has forgotten. <laughs> and that's always fun. Um, yeah. And otherwise there's lots of singing during mealtimes yeah. in addition to eating. So you got to, you know, eat food quickly and then sing songs. And there's lots of songs once the tables are clear that involve banging on the tables. Oh no. Yeah. They're first class tables. Why are you doing that? This was brought up. We have speeches at the end of every year, one Uh from a new camper and one from an experienced camper. And the new camper was said, she's like, I think the first day, what I really felt was confusion. Like, why is it rude to have your elbows on the table, but you can bang and sing during dinner? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's quite the um, unique experience. And I think everyone goes away having a lot of fun and also just getting to be a little bit crazy and getting to be yourself while you're there without having people judge you. There is, yeah, there's a lot of finding yourself, character building. And Mm -hmm. uh, another good thing is it it does instill some discipline because you guys have rules and you Mm -hmm. have schedules. Yes. Which are two things that kids need. And I think sometimes parents aren't doing that anymore. With our new Neo, uh, your child is a special being and you need to listen to its inner voice and let it go free or something. Mm -hmm. Like all that weird Neo parenting stuff. Um, So it is good that that there is a bit of that. And and my niece... um, not going to shoot any names out there, but mm-hmm. she's, she is the one that is usually the most um, aggressive or a little out there and not good with rules. And we were concerned what she would be like at the camp with you if you would be like denying that you have any relation to this child because <laughs> she could be the one, I don't know, getting in fights or doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was great. She was great under that structure, right? Yes, like for she sure. She thrived when there was a schedule and there were rules and there were ways to do things. And I, I think kids, I mean, they say that about dogs. I hate to say the dogs and kids are the same, but mm-hmm. like you want an obedient dog. You just need to have a schedule and you need to have rules and it'll be good. Yeah. And it still loves you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's almost, um, it's kind of, you know, a, a team cooperation thing too, because everyone's uh, responsible for keeping the cabin clean. Mm-hmm. Um, once during your time there, you have to set the tables at camp and help clean them all up. Everyone's required to be what we call them hoppers. So, you know, taking everyone's dishes away. Um, do they have to yeah. hop while they do that? No. Cause that I sounds like a bad a hopper. No hopping. Um, no like physical hopping. Um, yeah. And you learn a whole bunch of new things at camp too. Um, like, you know, sterning a canoe, like a sterning, sterning, steering a canoe, oh. sterning a canoe. All those proper things that you don't like to do in a canoe, we teach them to the kids. <laughs> oh, what, like the way to sit? The way to sit and paddle. 
Oh, I paddle just fine. Well, I know, but you paddle on both sides of the canoe. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, sometimes you got to switch, you know, give your arm a break. What, you're only allowed yes. to do it on one side? That's the, like, technical way to do it. Really? We teach them the technical way, yeah, the J-stroke and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I do the J-stroke, too. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, starting how to build and start a fire. Oh, yeah. Useful skills. Yeah. These are like city girls, right? So yeah. we're teaching them different things like that or how to, I'm like, so when you're on a trail that's marked, you'll see markers up in front of you. And that's how you know what trail you're following. Like, yes, you can see that there's a worn path, but normally there's markers on the trees. Mm-hmm. So how to follow a trail, um, like knitting, mm-hmm. kayaking, yoga meditation, playing the ukulele, yeah. archery. Basically, all those pastimes we used to have before we had mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Something different. Oh, that's yeah. the other thing. No electronics at camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screen break. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good, too. That's, um, that's a good thing to do every once in a while. Yeah, it was nice. I, I'm in technology. I mean, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's also my hobbies. So I do, I do appreciate taking a break from that. Kind of makes it special, too, when you come back to it. So it's not just everyday monotony. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it was fun catching up on Facebook. A couple of friends got married while I was away. Some people announced they were having a baby. Jeez. It was fun. So what did you do while I was away for a week? <laughs> the big question. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things I don't want to talk about right now, but yep. we'll probably get into that maybe in a few weeks as mm-hmm. uh, things change in that area and need to be careful about it. Um, but as far as my entertainment time, I had mm-hmm. a, a lot of free time to play some music and, uh, play some games. Uh, the big thing with field processor is we finally hit a hundred followers on Twitch, which is great. Woo. Um, that is not a lot for Twitch. <laughs> like a lot of our audience are actually some really, uh, high profile uh twitch people some of them are sponsored by like the company oh no way yeah, by like, twitch yeah you can get oh. a sponsorship because you have such a high viewer base that they're mm. actually like you know you're a twitch whatever sponsored person okay and these guys come on our channel and they're always like how come you guys aren't bigger you guys are great like the sound is great and all that so it's always nice to hear that mm-hmm. and um i'm used to being an underdog in yeah. everything i do so I'm totally fine with that. I'm not looking to be like 10,000, 50,000 viewers all the time. Yes. I kind of like that we've carved out a little niche. And I yeah, also sure. like that these big shots come in and they're all talking to each other saying, this is the best kept secret on Twitch or something. <laughs> like, these guys are awesome. So that's good. That's better than having 50,000 people watching us every week and saying, wow, you guys are are awful mm-hmm. <laughs> why why are people watching this or i just like it because of the sparkly thing on the side <laughs> yeah well that's some fun stuff that we've gotten into is we now have automatic uh camera angles changing uh when we stream so we have like three or four different cameras set up in the room and it just automatically switches between them mm-hmm. uh one of them i have pointing down to my loop pedal because we deal with it's just the two of us and we're playing like six instruments so there's a lot of looping layers and stuff like that and i don't think people understood that none of our stuff was pre-recorded so this has sort of helped uh illustrate what's actually going on 
and yeah. it's working like a lot because the comment we're seeing a lot is like, oh my goodness, this is all being done on the spot, right? Yes. It's like, no matter how many times I can tell people this is on the spot, they don't get it. So they have to see it. I knew the video would be a really cool part of Field Processor. I yeah. said that from the beginning. Yeah, you said that in episode 12 of Field Processor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and that was our plan. So we were getting closer and closer to it. And one fun thing I've been doing recently is uh, around the pedal, there's a little space. So I usually set up a diorama of sorts. Uh, okay. Just finding weird items in uh, in the studio to just sort of fill out the thing. Like I had some Lego figures battling one week. Oh, nice. I had a <laughs> Super Nintendo controller another week. And you just it gives a visual cue for someone to talk about. So yesterday... We did an extra stream on Saturday, and uh, I just had like a Zelda cartridge from the Super Nintendo sitting out, mm-hmm. and it starts a conversation on the chat because the guy goes, "Oh yeah, 1989, the year of Zelda when that came out, blah blah blah." And then I'm like, "That doesn't seem like the right year." And then he looks it up, and then suddenly I'm getting Wikipedia facts in the chat stream. Nice. And then we write a song about Zelda on the spot because he's provided all this content for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we made a Zelda song for that stream, which was pretty fun. Huh. Cool. Yeah, it's been really good. Nice. Very and good. I got a letter from you at camp. Yes, you did. And that described uh, the craziness of your video game that you've been playing called Yakuza. Yakuza Zero. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a, it's a long, long-running franchise. I think it's been going for over 10 years. I think the next one they're going to make is number six. Oh, no way. I didn't realize it was such yeah. a long-running game. Yeah, so they just released one called Zero, and uh, the idea is they're going back to the beginning. And so that makes it very approachable, because I've seen these games before, and I've heard they're funny and awesome, but it's like, am I going to jump in on number five? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know who, what's going on, what is this, or whatever. So mm-hmm. they're like, Zero, got great ratings, and it's like, this is a great place to jump in. So I was like, you know, it sounds interesting. Sounds like what I like. I love uh, Japanese culture. It takes place in Tokyo. And I love their humor. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So, yeah, I picked it up. And I believe I was sharing the story about Nugget with you Mm -hmm. in the letter. Yep. You want me to share the story of Nugget? Well, you might as well. At this point, I (laughs) should. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it takes place in Tokyo. One of the protagonists is... Uh, someone who's been actually disbanded from the Yakuza. So he's being hunted down by the, you know, Japanese mafia. So it's a very serious game. Mm-hmm. And it's about him avoiding being killed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, while you're d- dealing with those main missions, you can do what are called side missions and explore the city and do other things. So one of the things I was doing was exploring. You can do bowling in the game. And I'm just shooting some things down the aisles and the manager comes over and says we have a promotion if you can bowl a turkey you can win a turkey getting a a turkey in uh, bowling you know three strikes in a row i was like yeah that sounds fun so i did that and then uh sure enough the manager's like all right we're gonna get your turkey and Mm -hmm. she comes out with a live chicken and like it's just and dancing around on the counter and my protagonist is looking at it and it was fun because uh at first when they were describing turkey you're getting a japanese um point of view of what turkey is like and so that's kind of fascinating too because they're talking Mm -hmm. about what happens in north america during thanksgiving when they right uh, yes 
deep fry these or bake them mm-hmm. and it has gravy this and mm-hmm. what and they're like what is gravy and it's like it's similar to soy sauce except it's more fatty and whatever right <laughs> like how does a japanese person describe our diet and i mm-hmm. thought that was really kind of neat but anyway the twist is he gets a live chicken instead um, the manager says that they're willing to pluck it and cook it for him right now and i'm like where is this going like <laughs> But the guy's like, uh, no, I, I, I like this chicken and I'm going to keep it and I shall name him Nugget. <laughs> and I thought that was funny alone. <laughs> but another side quest I was doing is I was running a real estate company with this protagonist and he made the chicken one of his real estate agents. Yep. And I was just like, what the <laughs> heck? So now I, I have an option when I'm like assigning you know, trying to get property and stuff, I can assign Nugget to go out to do real estate work. And it's just like, that's, that's <laughs> hilarious. This is Yakuza for you. Yep. Good fun. Yeah. So it was fun to, to see that in the letter. And your letters always have screenshot pictures in them, yeah. which are really fun. I like yeah. your letters. They're great. Okay, good. Getting mail at camp is a really fun thing because it's given out during rest hour. So kind of you're sitting in your cabin and someone comes in, they're like, I have mail and some people get mail and some people don't. And just mail is so much more exciting. Yeah. You were Um, saying it's like top currency. Like it's the most important thing, right? Pretty much. It's pretty exciting. Like you'll feel pretty left out if you get nothing. A little bit. And I do feel bad for the people that don't get mail, but at the same time, most of them are returning campers. So I look at them. I'm like, if you want mail, tell people to send you mail. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> a big difficult. ordeal too, though, because you have to plan it, right? Like yes. I sent mine on Monday and mm-hmm. I was worried that you weren't going to get it in time and you got it. What? Thursday night? Thursday. Yeah. The Thursday so, mail run. Almost last day. Yeah. But that's usually what the case is. You send them Monday, you get them by that day. Um, and you also sent one to your niece and she was super excited to get it too, because that was her only letter for the week. That's good. Maybe it's less important for little kids, but I know she enjoyed getting it. I, I've been on the other end, like on her end and been the person who doesn't receive mail while other people get it. So mm-hmm. I definitely understand why that's nice. Even if it's like the littlest thing, like she got two sentences in a drawing that she could color or mm-hmm. copy. Cause yeah. I, I didn't really know what else to tell her. Yeah, like, I know. What, what do, do you, you tell, tell your little one, niece? Your eight year old. What you doing? Did you bash any heads in yet? <laughs> no, good. Hope you're then, being good. Yeah. A whole list of like, make sure you're doing all of these things and following all the rules. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to parent her. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, she had fun. So I think that's, um, that's basically it. I kept telling people that, no, I was only at camp for a week because I had to go back home and write my thesis. So I will attempt to get on that this week. I feel very, I'm tired, but I also feel very refreshed. Like yeah. my brain had a complete like week off from thinking of sciencey things. Yes. And I feel like I'm, you know, ready to go and get back in there and See, I think I, I think I need to do that. That is exactly what I'm thinking needs mm-hmm. to happen for me as well. Yeah, it's very refreshing. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to get out to your cottage next weekend. Yeah. So that would be a bit of a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. That will be nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, I'm <laughs> plotting now, I'm thinking. But we'll, we'll continue that conversation after. For sure. Um, oh, I know, I know something else I wanted to talk about. This is something mm-hmm. that happened over uh, the break since our last episode. I put a mental note. I wanted to share our experience doing a uh, Zipcar. 
Oh, right. On the podcast. Cool. I thought that would be a really good topic because mm-hmm. we've never used it before. Mm-hmm. We're not sponsored by Zipcar, but <laughs> I thought it would be fun to sort of give our impressions of the service if anyone's cool. ever uh, been curious about it. Yeah. Um, it does uh, require all, a membership. What is Zipcar? Oh, Zipcar. Um, so Zipcar is a ride-sharing, car-sharing program. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you buy a membership. And I originally signed up because I'm a student, so I got a discounted membership. Nice. Um, So you sign up for this membership, and that gives you a card. Um, And basically from there, you just go online, or they have an app that you can use on your phone. Uh, You select your location. They'll find the closest zip car to you. And you just reserve a specific time for the car. Uh, and you reserve it. And then when your time is ready or is coming up, you just take your card and you use that card and put it on a sensor and that unlocks the car. Yeah. The key is in in the the car car. and it's attached to the steering wheel and you're not supposed to remove it. Um, so you lock and unlock the car using your member card. Yeah. Uh, and you basically can just, you know, take the car and go. And as long as you return it by your set time, you just pay the hourly rate for the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, insurance is included in the cost. Gas is included in the cost. Yeah. Um, There's even supposed to be a gas card in the car. Yes. If you needed to fill up the car while yeah. you were out. Um, yeah. So that was my first yeah. initial, wow, this is strange to me. Like, I get it. This is all part of these new web 2.0, like Ubers and all that, where it's like, it's a very self maintained service Mm -hmm. where it has a really good technology like that. You having your own card and you being able to set up a schedule on it and then just take that card and then basically tap it on the car and it Mm -hmm. unlocked it. I thought that was really quite impressive. That was pretty neat. But then it also got me thinking, this is a great, I don't know how it works, but like if people ever need to flee the country, <laughs> these cars all have their keys in them. Like uh-huh. it's, I mean, I, they probably have GPSs, obviously they if they have the technology to do the unlocks, but it just got me thinking like, could you create a route with all the zip car stations and just like go from one to the next until you can get yourself out? I don't know why I'm thinking about that actually. Yeah. I do. What have <laughs> I done? Planning on leaving? <laughs> I don't know. Um, they do have GPS because they tell you how many kilometers you've driven because you have a maximum ana- amount of kilometers that you can drive mm-hmm. during your set time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do, they sent me an email saying, this is a summary of your trip and, yeah. and what happened. Uh, so we had an interesting experience. This was our first time actually using the zip car yes. to get to our niece's um, recital. And, um, so we checked the car out and you check the car for damage. So we, you know, called them up and said there was some damage and left a message so that we wouldn't be charged for it. Uh, then we got into the car and I said, all right, I want to make sure I can find the gas card and where everything is. And we start searching around. We can't find a gas card. We find a parking ticket that someone has received for their zip car and shoved into a pocket. Yeah. Um, what else was there? There was garbage. There was a pack of smokes. Nice. And yep. a pack of condoms. Yes. So um, someone was living it up. Yes. When they got the zip car. <laughs> um, so uh, we called them up because there wasn't a gas card. And I, you're supposed to leave a quarter of a tank of gas. And yeah. that's what was left in the car. So I would definitely need to fill up before yeah. I brought it back. And there's no gas card. No gas card. So we had to work that out. But the guy was really nice about it. And I also said, and also like heads up, there's a parking ticket for this car, yeah. <laughs> which is going to be linked to the license plate. Yeah. Uh, 
even if you're in a zip car, you still have to pay for parking <laughs> wherever you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was investigating the ticket and it said didn't pay any fare or something. Went into like a paid parking lot and Mm -hmm. didn't pay fare. Well, the thing is the parking ticket is going to have a time and date on it. Yeah. The zip car knows who has the car during that time and date. And they have your credit card, right? So they just charge you. they have your credit card. So they probably do. I know. It's dumb. (laughs) It's just sometimes it's just amazing how horrible people are. But anyways, we took our zip car. We brought it back in time. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah, it was a fine experience. Mm-hmm. I was more concerned at the time. I was getting very stressed out because it's like, there's all these things wrong with it. Are they going to bill you for it, right? Like, oh, oh the gas card's missing. It was damaged in the back, I would say fairly significantly. It wasn't just a ding. It was a, it was a scratch. And yeah, the card's missing. There's all this garbage in here. There's like smokes. <laughs> Condoms weren't open, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, it was just a mess. It was just like, Someone just went nuts with this thing, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. I'm sure it's better most of the time, but that was a funny first experience. It's true. I didn't realize I'd have to call that help number right away. Um, but they have people that you can talk to and report these things. So, What was the location? Okay. Is that Young and Finch? It was Young and Finch. Yeah, so maybe yep. area yep. has something to do with Quite it, Quite busy. It was actually funny, too, because... If you're in a quiet area, you can stick your card on the sensor and actually hear the car unlock. Mm. But we had to do that a couple of times because we're in such a noisy part of town yeah. that I couldn't hear if the car was unlocking or not. And by the time I'd get to the door, like, oh, maybe it is open, it would be locked again. Oh. <laughs> so there was a few trial and errors there. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's very easy to use. Yeah. Um, so we're going to investigate it Probably further it again. for things. Yeah, I think so. All right. I think I'll keep maintaining my, like, I think it's like 20 bucks a year. To be able to use it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know we were paying a yearly, but what's $20 a year? Like a uh-huh. dollar, uh, 15 cents or something? Yep. A, a month. month. Yeah. Um, so I'll keep it up, see how it goes. I feel like maybe eventually we might have to get a car just for convenience and things. When there are children and uh, mm-hmm. carriages and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll hold it off as long as possible. Um, Sorry, environment. We've been trying a really long time. A long, long time of not having a car. Yes. You've done very well not having a car. Yeah. So that is our green footprint. One of many. Mm -hmm. One of many. It's true. We did a whole green podcast once. Maybe we should do that again. An update. I'm now really into my bulk bar and reusable Mm -hmm. jars. So I can relay that story too. Yeah, maybe we should listen to it and see if we've improved anything since then. Mm, that would be, be fun. A topic to visit. That would be fun. All right. Otherwise. I think that's all for this week. All right. Perfect. So uh, if anyone else would like to share a story about their Zipcar experience. Or camp experience. Or camp experience or anything else uh, topic wise. Send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. And thank you to Field Processor for our intro and outro music. So until next time, take one more for the road. <laughs>